I'm going to share a little bit more about what initiation is. You know, simply put, I'd say initiation really is about the fulfillment of the soul and its journey through this world. We've heard Jim share, and if you haven't, we've got some wonderful talks that he has about the journey of the soul. I guess maybe I'll give a little slightly different version, more based towards initiation for sure. That as a soul, as it's come out of the heart of God, as we've heard Jim express so many times, that truly the soul is that essence of God of itself put into expression to experience and come into the knowing of self. And so through the soul, God does that. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us, as those drops, those sparks of the creator itself, is the creator in expression. All of us together, who we are, even though we appear individually, truly, collectively as a whole, we really are one in spirit. But just as the droplets, we all know those saying so well, the droplets in the ocean, that it is the same. The drop is the same essence as the ocean. And as we've heard, truly the soul has never left the heart of God. To me, this is really about the oneness and expression, that it is simply a flow of loving as we talk about the river of loving because we experience it that way as a movement, just a movement and a flow of consciousness that truly God and expression is just moving each of us as that beingness of God through all the different aspects of God. And we as souls that are here in this realm of time and space are simply in expression and movement and experiencing God in itself. So we as the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord are simply moving through this other aspect of the Lord called time and space. And in that movement, there is relationship. There is experience of coming to know the greater self of itself. And so we as the souls are that expression of coming to that greater divine knowing of God knowing God's self. And so this path of meditation, this path of initiation, is coming into the fulfillment of that. That we as a soul, those sparks of God that have come to that point of completion, of greater fulfillment, of experience, of coming to know God's self through this movement in and through this realm of time and space. And so initiation is that journey now of the soul coming into the greater fulfillment of its greater experience and completion of this aspect we call time and space. It's the journey home. We often refer to it that way that those of us as those divine sparks that really are coming to that greater completion, finishing the journey in this realm, will be drawn towards this pathway home, that avenue by which God brings God's self back into the full, awakeful state. That's what the initiation is about. Initiation is simply God in the greater fullness bringing back to itself the God that each of us are. That's it. It's a simple movement of loving, of God bringing God's self back 
to itself in fullness, in knowing, in experience. Experience. That's all this journey is. It is through the experience that we come to the greater knowing of this greater truth. Not only of who we are as that divine spark, but who we are in the greater fullness that God is, that we all are. It is that journey of returning that initiation is about. We have all these other expressions of all the pieces and bits and details. We call the karmas. Whoa, the karmas. Karma is simply the soul's experience in this realm of time and space. What is this realm of time and space? Simply the mind, the emotions, the body. That's it. There's no big mystery. There's no big wonder, aha. We may feel that or think that, but that's simply because we have not yet come into the greater fullness of a wakefulness in the truth of the oneness that we all are. That's all. But realize that's part of the journey. That's the experience here in this realm of reflection. It is an experience of separation and forgetfulness from that greater truth where we are one. Always have been, always will be. There never truly has been separation. It's just that in this experience, it appears that way. It simply appears that way, but that's the way it was meant to. Truly, it was meant to. There's no true reason to feel lost or hopeless. But those feelings, again, are part of the experience of this realm of reflection that, in a sense, makes us feel separate from the Creator. So those are the details, and that's what we described. The teachers through the ages always have. We talk about the soul's journey, the karmas, the experiences of the soul in its journey out of the heart of God into the Garden of Eden, being born, created, the journey through the Garden of Eden, the realm of soul, that aspect of God by which there's the greater awakefulness and knowing not only of the Creator, but also of the individualized spark that each of us is, but greater than that, that we all are together. Because in that oneness and movement of loving, there really is the knowing, the connectedness, the awareness of the oneness, of the fullness. So as we journey through this realm, appearing to not be in that awareness, in that fullness, in this action of initiation, it is the opening of the door so that we begin to once again awaken and step through that door back into that realm of soul where that does take place of the greater knowing and experience. And part of that action of initiation, as that door is open, truly it is you in this consciousness opening that spiritual door, the spiritual eye, the tenth door. That is the opening to that divine self. Initiation is giving you 
the keys to open that door so that you truly can awaken into the greater fullness and finish the journey. Complete it. Open the door with the keys, those names of God. And as you open the door, you've got to walk through it too. So walk. That's why they call it a spiritual pathway. It's a journey by which we walk. But it is such a different journey than what we experience in this world. In a sense, it's like a new child coming into this world that first can't even crawl. But then after a while, as it develops, it's able to begin crawling. And then it even begins to learn how to walk. And the parent helps the child learn how to do that by giving it loving support, even physically, until it is able to walk on its own and continue its development, even independently of the parent. It's very similar to that. The journey of the soul is like a little child learning to crawl, learning to walk. So if you can view it that way, you realize just as a child takes time to grow, it's the same spiritually. We as those divine children take time to grow. It takes time to learn how to walk, but then to even walk. I mean, look at all the obstacles in life. Can you imagine a child that is just barely learning to walk, looking at a stairway or a staircase? Imagine what that might do inside. Maybe the fear, like, oh my God, I can barely even walk and I have to have something to hold on to. How am I going to handle the staircase going up or down? So often that's how we actually feel inside of ourselves as we make this journey in spirit. Isn't that funny? They call it sometimes the stairway to heaven. Or how about the ladder? That's even more scary. Jacob's ladder? Oh, my God. It's fun, all these little sayings and quotes we have throughout time. But they're wonderful examples of the soul's journey. They give us a way to begin to be able to relate to the inner journey through an example or symbology, because we're able to understand through what that is here physically, because we've been walking this physically. But if we can begin to get the essence of those examples, the symbology, and begin to turn it inward and upwards, that we can begin to see the similarities of the journey of the soul as it moves through those realms back into the oneness to fulfill itself. Truly you as a soul making that journey is God fulfilling God's self. So be patient and gentle in this journey. Just like the child takes time to grow and develop. You've got the support here, the parents. We call them spiritual teachers. They're the parent just loving and supporting you. They've made the journey. They've had to go through it and grow up, have the experiences along the way. It's no different for any of us. It's the same journey. Sure, the stairway may look a little different. Maybe the interior decorating is a little different. But it's still the same materials. So you have that parent along the way, teaching, guiding, supporting, encouraging. And the wonderful thing is, with that parent we call God, it's a loving, supporting experience. Not that parent of the world we call Calendar Engine that likes to use more of that 
degrading, suppressing, negative, yucky stuff. That's just the game of the world. But as I was saying earlier, that is part of this world, and that's part of the soul's journey to experience that. And after a while, if you're like me, you get kind of sick and tired of that approach. You know, and once you get tired of it enough, what do you do? You say, I've had enough of it. You throw your hands up. Isn't it funny? We say, throw our hands up. I love all these little things, but yet there's such a truth behind that. So we throw our hands up. Well, of course we're going to throw them up because that's where we know that greater beingness of where we want to move towards is inwards and upwards, that stairway to heaven. Because we know, we all truly know this, that's where we're going. It's simply a matter of coming to that point of when we really are ready to make the journey. We may even think we're ready at times. We may throw our hands up several times before we actually begin. Because we're all so stubborn and persistent, right? Of I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do this and get it right in this world. And we do. We get to that point where we've done it and we've made it right in this world and then we really throw our hands up and say, okay, now I'm ready. But believe me, when you get to that point, that is beyond the mind and the ego saying it. That really is who you are, the soul. Saying now, now we're ready. Now we, the true essence of who we are, are going to do this journey. And there's no stopping us. You're still going to have the whining, the complaining, the crying, the yelling, the frustrations. Need I go on? But the soul of who you are is not going to let that stop you. Because that soul of who you are is God in expression, bringing itself back to itself in the fullness. That's what initiation is about. It's about God calling who it is in expression as we think we are back to the fullness of itself. And so in that journey... There are the doorways. That's why you have five keys. There's five big doors to open, to walk through in that journey. And so in singing that song of loving, chanting those names of God, we open those doors. The chanting truly opens the doors, and in truth it actually moves us along. And in that moving, understand you are not alone. It really is a two-way street. It is a relationship with you, with God, and God with you. You need to do your part, and God is doing God's part. You loving God is doing your part. And then, allowing God to love you, that's also something for you to do. We in this human consciousness are used to the push and the drive to get something done. And so, yeah, we can love God. But then when it comes to that point of allowing God to love us, where are we at with that? Where are we at with that? I like to look at it as that door. It's a two-way door that swings both ways. 
So you open the door that you can go out, but you also got to open the door in to let God in. You know how we talk about the door, it opens in to let God in? You know, sure, you can look at it that way, but if you close the door back up, you can also push it open if you want, but that's you now going out and sharing that greater loving. You sharing the loving. And in that action of you and God together is how the greater fullness of the soul takes place, where the soul comes into the oneness. The giving and sharing is that movement that brings the soul to the oneness where it truly is now just the being. That's the journey. Giving and receiving to move into the being. That's the doing, and the doing gets you to the being. And the funny thing is, once you get there, you realize it's all being, and the being is just the movement that sometimes we call doing. But that's part of the fun of the game. The adventure is the discovering that, the knowing of that through our own experience. Another wonderful thing through this journey is that there really is that action of grace that comes with initiation, that truly that grace is God's loving and expression in greater fullness of bringing itself back home. Sure, the grace is here for all of us, everyone. But in the initiation, the grace is extended in a different way. That grace is about bringing the soul home. All of us, everybody, everywhere is on the journey. But it is not until truly it is time for the soul to come home is that action of grace extended in the initiation. That's truly what the initiation is, is that action, that extension of grace that assists the soul in its journey home. And part of that action of grace, as we allow it and open to it and invite it in, that truly God's loving coming in as that grace assists us in detaching and letting go in freeing up those things in the world that we have been caught up in, that we are stuck in, that we are in bondage to, the trap. That is what frees us, is allowing that grace, which is God's loving, in and through us. And those keys of initiation are the keys that open the doors to allow that to take place. So I'm giving you some of the details so that maybe in hearing that, you might begin to even perceive or look at it in you in a different way or in a clearer way. And maybe it can be easier as you walk this journey, that you can begin to find the greater ease and the simplicity in the understanding of how this works. And then it's not such a drudgery. It still will be to some degree, but it does get easier as we not only receive the keys of initiation to begin to use to open the doors, but also how we can understand how to use those keys how we can do our part in walking this journey to make it easier so that it's not so hard, that it's not so much work, 
that we really allow that greater action of God's grace to walk with us, to assist us, that we understand what we can do and what we can allow God to do. It does take participation. Participation. But it is learning a new way to participate that is different than what we may have learned through the mind, the emotions, and the body in this physical expression. Just a relearning, just as we were saying earlier about the child growing up and learning how to walk. It's the same thing. But if you think of it that way, that innocence of the child and always the joy and the curiosity of the child to learn and to do the journey is what makes it easier. And then it's more joyful. There's no have to here. Isn't it fun watching children on their own? They're active, playful, curious, exploring, wanting to learn. But then as they get to that age where now it's time they have to learn, it changes everything. So if you can inside of yourself go back to before where you were obligated or expected to now begin learning in the world, bring yourself there, probably before the age of five, where that freedom and innocence and joy is of the child. And begin to approach the spiritual journey in that way. And then it really is a fun adventure. And in that, isn't it also interesting? A lot of children just don't have the fear that we do as adults. They fall down all the time once they start to learn how to walk even. But they just get right up and keep on going. Even if they cry, they may stop for a moment. As soon as they're done, though, they're right back to doing whatever. So why don't we do the same? Just get right back up and just keep on going. Falling down and crying a little, bumping yourself, is this part of the journey here. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and never get up again. We can't anyway. I mean, even if you try to sit there and just wallow in it a while, you'll get tired of it. You'll get tired of it when nobody's giving you attention anymore because they're tired of it. When you're tired of it yourself and you don't want to give yourself attention that way anymore, you'll get up and move on. And realize that is also part of the journey. So don't make it wrong. When you find yourself in these places where you feel stuck, upset, and you don't want to even do this anymore, let even that be okay. In other words, don't judge yourself. I just don't like using that phrase that much because I'd rather have us focus on loving ourselves, accepting ourselves, rather than not judging. You get what you focus on. So instead of focusing on not judging, focus on the acceptance, the loving, the okayness of all the experiences. It's often said, we have to be able to embrace the darkness in order to move into the fullness of oneself. So embrace that. Embrace the negatives, the hardships. But how do we embrace it? We embrace it with acceptance, with loving. That's how we bring that part of ourselves back into the oneness by which it can merge and dissolve into the greater fullness that is all part of this experience of God and expression. All of it's part of God and expression, the darkest, deepest, 
places no matter what they are. So the more we can let go of the fear and the judgments and really begin to look through the eyes of loving and acceptance, we begin to embrace all of our experience. And that's how we do our part in bringing the God that we are back into its fulfillment. So the grace walks with us in all that. But you see, it's those feelings or beliefs of the fear that we in ourselves react to and keep the door closed that does not allow us to come into the greater acceptance. And so, in a sense, we hold ourselves back from the fulfillment of ourselves because we keep the door closed. We're scared to open the door for fear of what's on the other side. How much worse is it going to get? Because that's what comes with this level in this world. We're scared of the dark. The wonderful thing in God's grace that as we direct our attention inwards and upwards to that greater loving focus and chant the names, sing the names, love that spirit within, that this inner light, this inner glow begins to radiate, begins to shine. And then it even begins to shine into the darkness, but only when, here's the big thing, Here's the challenge we're all up against. That light can only shine in the darkness when we are willing to open the door and let it shine in the darkness. But in order to do that, we've got to overcome the fear of what's on the other side to let the light go into it. That's the challenge. We're all up against that door. doesn't matter what door it is. Door number one, number two, number three, or number three million. It's the same process through all of it, every door we come upon. But if we approach each door as that little child in loving innocence, we're curious and want to see what's behind the door. And in that loving innocence and curiosity of the child of who we are, a soul, we are the light. So as we open the door, the light goes in to the darkness. It takes great courage but yet at the same time, it doesn't take any courage at all. It just depends on where we are coming from inside of ourselves. As the adult that's been hurt and battered and fearful of the world, it's challenging. As the child with all, all that baggage, so to speak, there's this curiosity, innocence, and joy of discovery. So move into that childlike innocence and then it's an adventure to open the doors and let the light into the darkness so that we come into the greater fulfillment and no longer allow the separation, the closed-offness where we have closed and held the door closed, but now we open in joyful discovery and learning to experience the greater awakening. And believe me, when you really wake up and experience that light of loving going to all those dark, deep places where you find yourself afraid to open those doors. When you experience that light going in there, one, you wonder why you waited so long, but you might not because when it goes in there, 
you will find such a great joy because you will know that you have fulfilled, completed and freed that area by which you have created the separation. Simply opening the door and letting your loving light in erases and removes the separation. You'll even be aware inside of you an opening where you actually feel it or see it or in some way know what has taken place. You'll feel walls of separation dissolving, just gone. And you'll experience that greater connectedness, not only within yourself, but also even around yourself, even with others. But that doesn't happen until the walls come down within yourself. The walls come tumbling down. There's another one. Those are the walls of the self. Not the true self, the self of the world. But it is only the true self that has the power to bring those walls down. And so those keys to the kingdom, those names of God that are given in initiation, give back to you the power that already is yours. It's already yours. It's not separate from you. It's just now being returned to you for you to begin to use because you are now ready to use it. Whereas before, you didn't necessarily need that as you were to move about this world experiencing the power of the names and kept in safe keeping, safe storage for you until it was time. So it's time when you're ready, when you receive the initiation. Those keys that have always been yours are now given to you to begin to use. And they're given with instruction, but they're also given with the knowing that it's still the freedom of choice for you to do what it is for you to do in setting yourself free. Even if you don't, there's still the love and acceptance. It's so funny because we in ourselves, we'll often judge and criticize ourselves, causing our own separation, not only from God, but also with others around us, the God and each other. And it's just we in ourselves that do that. It's just amazing. I have found that even when there's other people outside of me trying to create separation, even with me, because I don't have the separation in myself, I just smile and laugh just like a little kid having his own little temper tantrum or something like, get away, I hate you. But you sit there and look at them because you know they're so adorable and these little innocent children throwing one of their little tantrums or whatever. And instead of being hurt and upset, you look at it as adorable and maybe even laugh because it's so cute. It's fun to be able to do that as an adult as well. And we can all do that as we take down the walls of separation within ourselves, we begin to truly see that interconnectedness of all of life. And then the journey really does become more joyful. Even those emotional struggles and turmoils, even when we see others go through it, and even if they project it over to us, we see, I like to call it the entertainment value of it all. 
It does. It becomes kind of cute in a way. But that's because we see the loving in it all. We see the loving of the soul that each of us is regardless of the physical, mental, emotional expression. So let the grace work with you. Open the doors. Use the keys. Let the grace come in. Invite in God's loving. Let God walk with you. Because truly, you are God. And in that grace, as those doors open and the light goes into the darkness, not only does it shine and light the way, but it literally will dissolve all those obstacles, those illusions and reflections that look real, that feel real, that sound real, but truly are not. But it is simply by allowing the grace to move in us and through us and go before us that we begin to see that light of loving just dissolve the illusion. And when it does, there's nothing left but God. That light and sound of loving, that's all that will remain. That's all that will be left. And it is just magnificent. It is a magnificent journey. Every step of the way, even the deepest, darkest, terrible things, when we begin to really let the light in. So initiation truly is the journey of the soul's return back into God's self. It is simply the keys that open the doors for that journey to take place, for the experiences of going home, the dissolving, the freeing of the karmas, which is simply yet those experiences or unlearned lessons. We have the physical karmas that as we walk through this world in loving, that loving truly does assist us in getting detached and free of those things in this physical world, the physical material world. But greater than that, that grace goes before us into and through all these other realms of the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, and begins to clear the way, dissolving the karmas there. You think you got it rough here. If you knew some of the stuff on those other realms, well, maybe you don't need to. Because as you allow that loving grace to move in you and through you, it will go before you on all those levels freeing and clearing the way just as it might physically, but yet even greater so as we move more and more into the realms of spirit. So that journey through these other realms of reflection can be very similar to this walk in this physical world. It can often appear very, very much like the physical we will often believe it to be so when we are not aware of that greater action of grace of the Holy Spirit. But when we become more aware of that action of grace, of that Holy Spirit of loving, we begin to look up and we allow it to lift us. And it's wonderful to be able to fly that's one difference you'll notice inwardly. 
that maybe physically you're not able to do when this body is fly. But that flying in spirit is the action of upliftment of that movement of God's loving bringing us home. It is that action of flying, of upliftment, that makes all the difference. So that even though we may experience on those other levels appearing similar to the physical, when we still have the belief that there's gravity, I like to say karma is like gravity, it literally weighs us down. We don't even believe or know we can truly fly. When we can fly, that is because we have allowed ourselves to come now into the freedom of the movement of spirit and letting go of the false beliefs of the world. And when you do that, the weight drops, the buoyancy of the soul begins to float upwards, and then we can even now begin to empower ourselves to not only float, but to begin to fly as we allow that greater truth to live inside. So simply let go of all these beliefs of karma, of attachment, of gravity, and begin to know, not believe, but begin to know the greater truth of the freedom of the soul to fly free, to fly above and beyond all the illusion, above all the karmas and the gravity of what holds it down in bondage. Just fly free. That takes place automatically as we simply love the God within and love the God of all, all of it. Love God directly, and as I said, let God love you. That's, in truth, the greater you, loving you, loving all of you, loving everything, even all the physical consciousness, all of it. That's how you set yourself free and begin to fly. That action of grace literally appears as a column of light or more often as a waterfall, a river with the waterfalls just cascading down, just rivers of loving that begin to wash us clean, begins to wash away those attachments, the heaviness, the weights, and then we find ourselves literally moving upstream, up the waterfall, upwards into the greater light. And we'll come to see and know that white light of the soul or the Christ, the Holy Spirit, Christ that we are, not Jesus the Christ. Get that straight. When we say the Christ, we mean you, the soul. Who we are, soul, that's what that is. But truly the Christ is one that is soul awake, just as Jesus was and is. But you may see him along the pathway. That's a teacher on the inner levels that does assist the souls on their journey home. But be open to all the assistants, all the teachers, because they are simply servants and vehicles of expression for that movement of loving that is assisting you home into that greater knowing and experience for yourself. That you wake up and know the Christ that you are, the awakened soul. That you come to know 
that greater white and golden light, the greater purity and essence of loving of that which you are.